Hello, podcast listeners. You're listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson, and I was sent a message from a board member, Marauder Moore, and he or she uh, titled their PM to me, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Because several times on this show, you'll have heard me say the phrase something to the effect of, in 1E, the points don't matter. Uh, So, very clever. Uh, Mo says, First, I love hearing all your musings on the long journey home. One thing I've heard you mention a couple of times is points do not matter in 1E. I think this may be an interesting episode for you to expand on this idea. Why do you think points do not matter in 1E? Presumably that means that points do matter in 2E. What is the difference? Do you consider it to be a good or bad thing? Assuming it's bad, what would you change? Thanks, Mo. Well, these are excellent questions, and I'm hoping over the next half hour to answer them to some degree. So, it in design, any good sort of design, any sort of creation of a new property or whatnot, usually starts with the creation of a Bible. So, I'm not going to delve into the details of this too much. I'm not sure how much I can talk about it, but... There is a 1E design Bible. In there is some guidelines as to what points are worth in 1E. And this is very much reverse engineered as far as I know. I don't think we were given anything from Decipher saying, oh, this is what we thought about when we made cards. No, this was delving into the depths of 1E, looking at cards back and forth, all kinds of cards, and kind of intuiting a good design pattern or recommendations and guidelines for us to follow when we design cards in the future. One of the lines in there is, to some degree, how much points are worth in 1E. And I'm not sure if I can say exactly what they're worth, but... um, Yeah, there is some number of points that is worth one card draw, or one card play, one normal card play. And it's pretty substantial number of points. So uh, let's just say a two-mission win deck should probably be the norm of every deck, at least right now, in my opinion, given the number of points that you could score, or maybe not could score, but theoretically could score, or should not be able to score more than in one turn, are uh, pretty pretty substantial. So. Let's, let's just say, for the sake of argument, that for every, um, well, let's just say that it's 15 points for every card draw, or card play, every normal card play. 15 points. So we'll just go with that. That may not be the truth of the matter, but it's a number for us to play with. So... So why don't points matter in 1E in that case? You're saying, well, 15 points, that's not that substantial. That's two mission. That's, that's double a mission. Um, why don't, you know, I could do three missions and then not have to do funky things to get the points for the third mission. So, well, that's true. But solving a mission, although is probably the most important thing we as 1E designers try to emphasize the players do, it's not the only thing you can do. 
and so much design space and so many cards have funky little ways for you to score a crazy number of points. Before I did the show today, I looked up the word points on, um, yeah, I looked up, um, I went, I went to the 1E search, uh, thing and typed in points in gameplay and nearly 200 cards came up. Not every one of those cards can score you points, but those are cards that have the word points in game text. And let's just say half of those, or even a third of those, could score you points. That's a substantial amount of cards. So anywhere between 60 to 90 non-mission point, non-mission cards. Well, okay, uh, there were mission cards in there too. But that's a lot of ways to score points in winning. So if you want to build a deck that doesn't have to solve missions, you used to be able to do that. Now we, we kind of require it with OTF rules, and that's probably a good thing. But the last cool tournament, Ryan Sutton brought a, turn- a deck that did really well. I mean, it was a cool tournament, but and it was also open format. But nonetheless, he, I think he won every single one of his games just trying to score bonus points. He never solved a single mission, or if he did, it was only to get an artifact or something like that. And he did really well. So bonus points are nothing trivial um, in 1E. Are, and and I'll, I'll admit it. Every time I've said points don't matter in 1E, that was a slight exaggeration. What I probably should have said is points don't matter nearly as much as you might think in 1E. <laughs> I suppose. So let, let, let's go over a few pretty easy ways to score some points in 1E uh, without solving missions. And then I will discuss uh, several strategies that you can use in your decks to, you know, round the corner. Uh, one of the questions... Okay, so, yeah, let's let's hold off on that. One of the other questions Mo had was, what... Uh, if, if points don't matter in 1E, well, do they matter in 2E? Well, sure. So, Decipher, as we all know, and you can kind of intuit this by just looking at the rules for 2nd Edition, they said, wow, okay, what's wrong with 1E? Let's make sure those things can't happen in 2E or shouldn't happen by baking them into the rules. So you can't hold more cards than seven at the end of your turn. You have to solve a space in a planet. And it's really, really difficult to... I I think it may actually be impossible for you to basically get something without nothing, so to speak, especially in regards to getting things out of the discard pile. You definitely have to work at trying to get a card out of your discard pile. In 1E, there's the strategy where you pretty much dump everything in your discard pile and then just call up what you need, whatever, with Paler Toph or Rescue or whatever. And uh, that's something that's doable in 2E, but you're going to pay for it and you're not going to get everything back out of your discard pile. Or maybe you will, and I could be very wrong. So anyway, to score bonus points in 2E, there are a lot of cards that do it as well. Maybe there's more cards in 2E that score bonus points than 1E. But in 1E, you can do them for free or practically nothing. And here's a few examples. So, the next time you want to put a Federation deck together, consider doing a two-mission win deck where you have two 35-point missions, a space and a planet, or, I don't know, something like that. And then adding what does God need to the starship and the Phoenix. And ask your opponent, you know, was got to be the starship when it's his turn and he's about to go solve, or move his ship, hopefully to go attempt a mission this turn. 
And he's going to go, oh, well, I really want to go attempt that mission, so you can download a ship. So go ahead and download the Phoenix and put it at a planet, and you've just scored 10 points. See? That was easy. All you had to do was play and interrupt, and you just scored 10 points. So you can't do that in TUI. At least I don't think so. Uh, other ways you can score some quick and easy points. This will cost you a seed slot, and you'll have to seed Earth, but you can seed George and Gracie at Earth. And then, um, I guess you'll just have to seed Tribunal of Q as well, and use that at some point to download Temporal Vortex to that mission. But all you have to do is move there, go back in time, beam up the whales, drop them off at Earth, and you've just scored 15 points. Wow, that's 25 points! Just like out of nowhere, magic points that you just didn't have to, you barely had to work towards. Now, arguably, there are ways to keep this from happening and maybe your opponent will, I don't know. But that, that's some easy points right there. <laughs> and that, those are the two main reasons I say points don't matter in money. Um, you can look at Soren in the Nexus. It's a little harder to pull off. That's, you have to somehow play Soren. You have to see the Nexus and you have to go trip it. And then there's Dabo, you've got to get the Nor, you've got to go over there, you've got to start playing Dabo, you've got to have cards in your discard pile, but every turn you can turn them into six points. And then there's also, you know, some affiliations have a really easy time at scoring bonus points, such as Bajorans. They have HQ Return Orb to Bajor, they have Duranya, I think that's how you pronounce it, pronounce it. and they've got... Um, Something else that I can't remember right now. But they, they have fairly straightforward ways to score bonus points. And the Cardassians do as well, as long as you can get some captives going, usually with dilemmas, and you can use internment, and you can go get those captives, and you put them at your labor camp, and you sit a Cardassian there, and then you're going to score five points each turn. And then you're going to play Prison Compound, and then you're going to score a bunch of points based on their skill dots. So, okay, if, if the 25 points... Just magic points that just came out of nowhere isn't encouraging enough. Don't forget that you can self-seed dilemmas, and it's highly unlikely your opponent will be playing rid of accountability. So, Cytherians is a very easy 15 points to score for yourself. And if you're worried about it, that's all you have to do. Just seed the Cytherians, put some janky crew on there, and in two turns you're going to have 15 points that you didn't have two turns ago. There's the new Borg ship, uh, self-moving card, the assimilated vessel. You destroy that, you just scored 10 points. Now if you're playing Fed, you're not going to do that, but you could still do the Cytherians thing, which is really cool. So, consider, uh, I, yeah, consider that, that 1E, in 1E, it's fairly easy to score some crazy easy points. Oh, I forgot, my, one of my favorites is using Yeoman Rand to file a mission report. That's five points right there. And all she had to do was be aboard a ship and download file mission report right after a mission attempt. And lest we forget Dr. Faleron and a particle, uh, particle fountain. She doubles it, 10 points for an interrupt that was sitting in your hand doing nothing. And then you solve it, you had an engineer in the away team, boom, 10 points. Scoring bonus points in 1E is easy. Um, Oh, <laughs> and of course, the office of Dixon Hill. Uh, all you need to do, and this is, this is a great way for Delta Quadrant to score some bonus points, 
or some free plays, which can turn into a very easy third or fourth mission um, solving, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, you seed holodeck door, and if you need to for a holodeck on your ship. Then you seed Hops of Dixon Hill, you play a holodeck door to download Cyrus Redblock, and you start requesting the item. And that's it. You, those are easy points. Uh, I wasn't going to bring up Parallax Arguers, but that's there too. Uh, Kira Taban and Amin Maritza, they're just practically asking for you to kill them. All you have to do is kill them, and you've scored five points. Have a couple of copies of each in your deck, um, and uh, play with an airlock or something. I, I don't know if you can throw your own people out the airlock, but uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, get creative here and see a self-seated dilemma that, that kills people or something like that. And, you know, I, now granted, that's you know, less than our hypothetical 15 points a turn for a normal card play, but maybe you can play those guys for free somehow. I think Kira Taban is a uh, civilian, so you could play him for free to First Minister Shakar, and you can figure something out, something to do with Amon Maritza. And HQ Return Orb to Bajor. So that's an easy 10 points and an easy way to get some card draws. All you have to do is seed some orbs under Bajor and solve it and play HQ Return Orb to Bajor and return them, but you still get to keep the orbs, it's great, and you score 10 points. And you can do that multiple times. And then there's also rescue prisoners. I'm telling you, um, now, the, the 25 points I talked about at the beginning of the show, those are easy. The rest of these you do have to work for, and maybe, just maybe, they're harder to do than a third mission. But I think, I think players who are crafty enough and creative enough and have the guts to do it can easily curb the, you know, round the curve, as they say. So, um, aside from this, there's, uh, what was I going to say? So some of you are probably going to say, you know, in rebuttal to this, well, it's really easy to also lose points in 1E, and that's true. Your opponent can see dilemmas and a Q flash and stuff, and it can be your worst nightmare because you'll be losing all your bonus points left and right, and you came with some bonus point deck, and now you're, you're probably hoping for a mod win. Well, this is true, and the only... I don't really have a good solution to that. There's, there's really not much you can do about that. But if you do bring the bonus points, your opponent may not be quite ready for that sort of thing. And then you'll, you'll also have the upper hand because... No, well, that's not true. I was thinking about in the zone, you know, you might be able to use the points you've lost to not uh, have to worry about in the zone. But that doesn't make sense, actually. So, yeah, uh, and it's pretty viable strategy, actually, just as a bit of an aside to make your opponent lose points using cards like a higher the fewer and the lose five points if you have a bunch of guys dilemmas and the Q stuff I guess it's uh, planet and um, oh Mandarin bailiff which is also a good way to score five or ten you know a few a few points off your opponent hopefully um so, in, in those cases, there's not a lot you can do 
And that might be an interesting strategy for some players to explore in terms of making winning decks. Uh, let's see if I've answered all of Marauder's questions. Do you consider it to be a good thing or a bad thing uh, to score to that points so-called don't matter in 1E? For now, it's probably a bad thing. Scoring 25 points like that so easily, maybe it doesn't matter, really. I, mean, I guess I'm kind of advocating that since they're there, might as well get them. And they're easy to get, and both players can do it. So it's kind of bad for new players who don't know about these tricks. But um, is it a good thing or a bad thing? At least... Uh, I've got to say that the CC has put on the ban list a lot of cards that are easy to score points with, such as Colony and Black Hole with Examine Singularity. That would have been another easy 15 points that I would have discussed here. But those sorts of things are just not available right now, and probably for good reason. So if you're playing in Revised, those are also really easy ways to score points, but not everyone's going to play with them. So is it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's all part of the whole 1E spectrum, right? People play 1E because it's nuanced and delicate and not delicate, but just crazy and there's a lot of things that you can do and it's fun and messy and that's what makes it enjoyable. So the players who are in the camp of we want a competitive format where people can easily pick it up and give it some weight as a viable, fun game, then no, this is bad. This is not good and eventually should get fixed. But for those who just like a sloppy, messy game and have a good time, well, yes. So I think eventually we should address these issues and consider what we can do about them. I mean, what does God new to the Starship is kind of a stupid card. It's, uh, it's really good. It's not, maybe it's broken too. But for now, it's at least really good. So, and, and the 15 points that you can get from, from George and Gracie, at least it's accessible to everyone. Both of those cards are easily accessible now. They're printable, or at least will be soon. And, yeah, oh, I guess the Citation Institute isn't, but, yeah. In any event, it, it's there... It's something to look at. It's, it's not uber broken. And I guess you can respond to both of those by blowing the ship up or killing the whales because you're a douche like that. So, anyway. Anyway, anyway, so, yes, these are things that are probably bad and should probably get fixed. And your last question was, assuming this is bad, what do you think could change it? Well, I think I kind of mentioned that. Um, errata and overall, well, huh. I mean, the, the biggest problem that 1E had, right, was that uh, an all-bonus point deck. And that, that is gone. It should be off the table. There might be some wording to the intermix ratio rule that is in OTF, the OTF rules that should be examined and changed. But for now, people are attempting and solving two missions in order to win. And as long as that's the norm, that's probably a good thing. So, for now, I'm okay with it. But if, if at some point you know, things get out of hand, you go solve Samaritan Snare and the generic planet, and then you score uh, 100 and 
whatever points on top of that for the win, or, or, or I guess just 65 bonus points, maybe that's a problem. And maybe we should come back to that. But I'm going to tell my, my opinion is that it is very easy to score 30 to 40 bonus points in a game. Uh, not very not very easy, but almost too easy right now. And, and for now, that that is probably not the greatest thing for the game. So, uh, but people seem to think that just doing a third mission is just you know smarter and makes more sense anyway. So, for now, we have a dichotomy and this ability to kind of you know you can try the bonus point route or you can just do the third mission. And Tui does this well too, to some degree. Usually, players go for the thirty points, it's, or for the the third mission, which is good. Um, Tui is very much more in that regard. But in one e, you have the option, and it's definitely out there, and you can definitely try for it. So, Mo, I I really hope that this was an interesting discussion. I hope everyone found it interesting. If you have questions, comments, or concerns. Feel free to give me a call at 267-CALL-CPJ. Leave a message and you might hear your voicemail on the air. Until next time, this is Corbin Johnson signing off saying so long and thanks for all the trek.